Chapter 13, Grounded. Clifton slouched on the couch with his arms crossed. His dad, who usually traveled during the week for meetings, paced the living room rug, loosening his tie. Clifton couldn't remember the last time his dad had made it home this early, of all the days to get in trouble at school. His dad stopped pacing. Do you have any idea how furious I am? Clifton wanted to say, Yes, Dad, of course I do. I can see your blood pressure rising in that throbbing vein in your neck. But he had learned from Mrs. Seaton's English class that this was a rhetorical question, and he could bet his life that any answer would bring a solid slap to his rhetorical end. Haven't I taught you that we don't solve our problems by fighting? I wasn't fighting, Dad. I've told you already. It was self-defense. Clifton's dad had completely removed his tie. Beads of sweat appeared on his temples and upper lip. Shaking his head, he said, Unprovoked attacking is different from self-defense. It wasn't unprovoked. He threw a ball at my face and knocked me to the ground on purpose. And you know that for a fact? You know what he was thinking? You're not listening. Then talk to me. Why would this kid hit you on purpose? The guy's a loser. He was probably trying to show off in front of Ava and- Who? His dad asked. Ava Harrington, Clifton's mom said from the kitchen. She's very pretty. Okay, mom, Clifton said. We get it. Oh. His dad said. Now I understand. Clifton looked up at his dad. What's that supposed to mean? His parents exchanged a glance. Coach Alonzo said it was this boy's first day in your P.E. class. His dad explained. Doesn't make any sense why he would attack you. But it does make sense that you would feel threatened if you saw him with Ava Clifton finally snapped. It had nothing to do with her. Jeez, why does everyone keep saying that? Attitude check. His dad said. Watch your volume. Watch yours. Clifton, his mom said. Don't talk to your father like that. Me? What about him? You better watch it, Clifton Ray. His dad said. I'm losing patience with you. Yes, sir. Clifton replied. Clifton's mom slipped into the living room and stood beside her husband. Your father is trying to tell you that we're both disappointed with how you handled yourself. Isn't that right, Charles? His dad, obviously furious by the veins still throbbing in his neck, could only nod his agreement. Clifton stared at him, knowing he shouldn't be talking to his dad this way. If only he could tell the truth, then his parents would understand what was happening. But that could never work. He'd have to explain a whole lot more than why Ryan was mad at him. And that story could get him locked up for a long time in a place with padded walls. Your mom's right. We expect more from you. Toggling his head, Clifton said, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. You need to make things right. How am I supposed to do that? Throw a ball at his face when he's not looking? I want you to write an apology letter to Coach Alonzo. I have to apologize to Coach? You're kidding, right? You will apologize for your behavior today, young man. Clifton nodded, defeated, playing with a frayed string on the bottom of his shirt. Yes, sir. And, his dad said, I want you to write an apology letter to the boy you fought with. What? Clifton said, no way. I'm not apologizing to that creep. Yes, you are. And you can stay in your room until you finish both letters. This is so unfair. 
Clifton's mom retreated back to the kitchen. His dad's face turned tomato red, and the vein in his neck, which had subsided, began twitching again. You want to talk about unfair? I finally have a day where I can come home early, hoping to spend time with my family and relax for a change, and I have to deal with this. Well, I'm sorry to have ruined your plans, Clifton said, pushing off the couch and down the hall. I'll just spend the rest of my life in my room. 